I reported her. And uh, she swore she'd get even with me. My name is Bobby Kojak, and I'm 68 years old. I am a mother, a wife, a grandmother, an author, an illustrator, and you are listening to The Value of Wrinkles podcast. Whatever age you are at or consider yourself to be, maybe that's young, youngish, midlife, older, or maybe you just call yourself old, you are welcome here. Let's explore how to love the older generation and ourselves more. Welcome back to today's episode of the Value of Wrinkles podcast. Today's intro, you'll notice there was another voice, and that was Bobby Kojak. Bobby Kojak is the author of several books, but she's not just an author. She is also an amazing illustrator. I am going to put it into the show notes, but go to BK Pen and Paint, and you will be able to find her book, Rocky the Christmas Owl, which is a book that my family owns and my kids remember. Today's episode is really a really special one. Betty Mills, if you remember and if you've been listening to this podcast, she was featured on episode 21 where I talked about cleaning during commercials. Now that is a lighter topic, but today we're going to really get into some hard stuff, which is speaking up when there's opposition, speaking up when our name or someone else's is on the line. It is not easy to speak up when you think something is wrong or when you think that something is not fair or you feel like someone is not being treated well. There are so many situations where sometimes we're not sure what to do. So Betty Mills' story starts out fairly normal. I've always, you know, been a nurse. Um, and because I had a diploma, I wanted to get my degree. And so I've always had to work full time and go to school part time. I never had the money to uh, do it otherwise. I, I did get help from the Army. Uh, I joined the Army in... Uh, I, it was, you know, during the Vietnam War, and uh, they put me through anesthesia school, and so I learned to be a nurse anesthetist. And then, uh, uh, yeah, of course, I spent one year in Vietnam. I always had a big mouth, and I'm not overly reverent, and that didn't didn't make me adapt too well to the army. And that is why today's story is so interesting. Betty goes on to tell us a little bit about her experience in the Army. And here she tells us about one of her supervisors. You know, you would expect a colonel. She always had plenty of money to buy regular cigarettes. So when she's got this uh, toke in her mouth and smoking it, you know, a hand-rolled roll of weed, you know, it can't be anything but marijuana in uh at that time, Acapulco Gold was the drug of choice for many of them, and so I reported her, and uh, she swore she'd get even with me. That wasn't a good year for her in Vietnam because they made her turn in her 45. She couldn't carry her 45 on her hip anymore. How in the world a nurse got a 45, I'll never know. And then she asked for the next female in country to help her clean, 
And I told her I would be glad to do a little more than my fair share, but the men on duty there were at equal pay, and they could do their fair share too. And I squawked about it completely. And uh, she told me uh, she was going to get even with me for, you know, reporting her for smoking marijuana. There were other witnesses. It wasn't just me. And so um, she was uh, uh, relieved, sent back to the States, and uh, they offered me any post in Vietnam that I wanted, and I said, I've done nothing wrong. I want to stay where I am. And so I stayed there, and half the people thought I was smart to, to re reporter, and the other half thought I was a weasel. And I was rewarded with an assignment to Fort Polk, which at that time was out in the middle of nowhere. It was 60 miles to the nearest McDonald's, and it had the highest pregnancy rate of any post in the Army. Wow. And <laughs> it was just nothing to do. It is now decades later, and my question for Betty was, did she regret what she did? I'm glad I did it. I'm not going to say that I followed every regulation the Army ever put out. But there's, they're doing drugs isn't just not good. It's not good for you. It's not good for the, anybody. And she was in a position of responsibility. And when you're in that kind of a position, you have to do better and be better. And uh, you can't do better and be better when you're high on marijuana. You know, and I know people say, oh, it's just a recreational drug. What you do in your home, your business. What you do at work, it's my business. And if you're taking care of patients who are under anesthesia, you don't do drugs. I, I have reported other people for doing drugs. You know, I think you just have to do what is morally right. I had another incident um, when I was uh, in the Army. They uh, decided that they would do abortions. And I said, no. I said, I personally think that's wrong. I said, um, I'm not going to be giving anesthesia for elective abortions. And um, at that time, I was stationed in Germany. And my chief nurse told me, I'm giving you orders to do that. And you can just tell your church or whatever that you were just following orders. And I says, I can't believe you said that here. I said, do you realize that we're 60 minutes from Nuremberg? And at the trial on the Nazis after World War II, they said, just following orders is not an excuse for doing wrong. You know, I, I told her, I'm not doing it. Uh, so I think, you know, those two incidents are one reason why the Army booted me out. Big mouth, overweight, <laughs> and, you know. Now, I know people have different views on what is right and wrong. But I thought that what Betty told me at the end of the interview really had some weight to it. This is what she said. You have to live with yourself for the rest of your life. And if you can't live with a decision that everybody agrees is, is okay, then you have to do what is morally right. You know, you just, you just have to stand up for it. Now, some things are not worth the effort, you know. I mean, when I was in Vietnam, I saw one guy that had a mustache that was about six inches long, and he used to wear that inside his mouth all day long. I mean, 
I thought he was funny and stupid, but I wasn't going to report him. That wasn't important enough. <laughs> That's not important. It's not an important enough infraction mm. to report, you know. It's true. I don't think everything is worth fighting over. But my conversation with Betty really led me to think not just about speaking up when our name is on the line, but it made me think about how our decisions now don't just affect our lives, but it can also affect the lives of those who are to come. So one last story I want to share with you is what Betty shares about the lack of fairness in compensation between males and females. And this made me think about myself. And I complained about, you know, equal pay. And I was one of the officers, I think I was about the 37th Vietnam veteran that protested that lack of equal compensation. Wow. And so we, we uh, you know, it wasn't, you know, that well organized. But they had, you know, I guess thousands, not, well, I'm exaggerating. A lot of women uh, came back from Vietnam and said, we served, we deserved equal pay, equal compensation. And so Congress decided that they would give us, uh, you know, housing allowance and, you know, uh, education rights for our children. Uh, and so, you know, I was one of a large number of women that stood up for that. And so they decided after, you know, with that, with that, women could be admitted to West Point. Uh, when I was in high school, I had asked uh, to go to West Point, and I was told that I couldn't because I was female. And, uh, you know, I didn't think that was fair. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm not like so many of the others that got out there and protested, you know, and made a name for themselves. But I'm one of the thousands that also protested, and we were heard. And so I think if there's a cause that's just, you know, that people uh, ought to get out and protest, you know, for the just cause. So often I forget that the freedom that I have to do so many things, it's because someone else had the courage to speak up. That's it for episode 46 of the Value of Wrinkles podcast. I'm wondering, what freedom do you have today that is here is something that you can benefit from because of the courage of someone else? If you enjoyed today's podcast and it caused you to think a little bit and appreciate what you have a little bit more, I want to ask if you would review my podcast, The Value of Wrinkles Podcast, on whatever platform that you are listening to this. Podcast reviews really help to get the word out, and they are gold in to podcasters like myself. Thanks a lot for listening today, and I hope you will join me for episode 47, another great episode of The Value of Wrinkles. <laughs>